You're listening to the Plane Talking UK podcast, the UK-based podcast written by a passenger for anyone. And here are your hosts, Carlos Stevings, Matt Smith and Neville Bounds. Well, hello and welcome to episode number 263 of the Plane Talking UK podcast. I'm Carl Stebbings and joining me only a minute late in the PTUK <laughs> studios this week is the awesome man that is Matt Smith. Couldn't let it go, could you? Just couldn't leave it, could I you? No. So I've already had WhatsApps of people complaining <laughs> about how I may have screwed up the beginning. Uh, and if you aren't watching live, you'll never know what happened. There we are. We'll no, seamless. <laughs> Absolutely. Like nothing ever went wrong. How is Sir Matt of Smith? He's this all right, week? thank you. Yes, yes. It's been a busy old week. I went to the big smoke on you Wednesday. Went to I did go to Londinium on. Um, Wednesday, I went, and? I, and I went to the big East Anglia's capital on Tuesday. So mm. it's been quite a, quite a week. I've got to. Be you honest. managed to get the coach around London. Oh uh, no, I wasn't driving that. <gasps> Don't be silly. I was navigator. Oh, you were. Yeah, left, I do, you I, were left seat. Uh, uh, yes, I actually technically your left seat. Yeah, no, I was. Yeah. I was actually. So really, seat. you were the captain, and you had your your fo. In the Flying driver's. at the yeah. time. Yeah, oh, absolutely. right, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, if you like. <laughs> I don't know how Ken will feel about that, but, you know, it's always... Oh, Ken. Was yeah. Ken. Yeah, oh, yeah, blimey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I better not say anything too yeah, much. No, but... absolutely. <laughs> I'll play this to him on Monday. He'll yeah, be really thanks pleased. thanks for that. Yeah. Hi, Ken. Top man. <laughs> much love. Anyway, moving on. Uh, the uh, next co-host to introduce on to this week's show, as always. He's back this week. We missed him l- so much last week, didn't we, Matt? It was We certainly sad. did. I mean, I, I mean, the budget can't handle it, frankly, because I mean, we had to fly someone in all the way from the States. To, I know. You know, the ultimate super sub, really. Armando was in tears. It I was, know, devastated he was. was yeah, absolutely. No. He's been growing a beard, especially, in, yeah. in the hope yeah. that he'll return. So, <laughs> welcome on to the show. Back this week, it is the awesome Neville Bounds. Hello, everybody, and... Yes, good evening. Great to be back. Uh, yes, sorry for my absence last week. Lots going on, but uh, great to be here. And uh, yeah, I had the pleasure of a very nice uh, meetup yesterday with uh, two people. Um, one was Captain Al in the, the local curry house, uh, which was very pleasing. And of course, he sets the standard for eating and general food consumption. And uh, we were not disappointed, that was for sure. Uh, so that was great. Um, and then just before that, I was over at uh, Epson in Hemel Hempstead, and we had one of our listeners down there, a called uh, Ross Bristow. Oh, cool. Uh, great to meet you, Ross. And uh, he's a big fan of the show. Uh, he's got his PPL, and he flies out of Elstree. And oh, wow. I sent him a list of the uh, air shows that we're expecting to do this mm. year. So we'll hopefully see him at one of those. But uh, very nice chap indeed, and uh, great to meet him. Ah, oh, sounds like you had fun. What what is the uh, the, the uh, curry of choice for Mister uh, Al? I'm I'm guessing it's not uh, just a boomer. Well, I didn't actually take a lot of note of it, but it was a <laughs> lot of quantity, as you would expect. Uh, obviously a starter, and obviously a, a big dessert as well. Uh, <laughs> and pop-ons? lots of naan bread and lo- lots of stuff. You know? Oh right. Excellent. Yes, in fact, yeah, I can say I've got, I've got a rather fabulous picture. Oh, have we got a picture here? Yeah, I've got a got a menu oh. here. I don't know what that was all about. Uh, so, so well, this... that, was the, that was the dessert menu, I think, uh, and which seems to be the same menu in every curry house you've ever <laughs> right. noticed. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't seem <laughs> to matter where you go. Cadbury's flake. <laughs> right. Other chocolates are available. Yeah, so, yes, I, so he had the salted champagne uh, Did on he? the middle oh. left. And I had the, the cappuccino at the bottom left, which was oh, uh, like very pleasing. Richard Adams in the chat room is a foul man. 
apparently, according uh, to this. A foul. Oh, right. Foul. Foul. Yeah, 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 not foul. I'm not, yeah, a, I'm not a curry eater, Matt. No, you know that. Okay, there we go. Um, anyway, look, moving there, on. Moving there's on. the happy couple. I know, there's the happy couple. There's, there's the happy oh, couple. Oh, look, look yes, at there. that. Yeah. Look. <laughs> oh, isn't that lovely? Isn't that that lovely? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, oh, bless you, Sunev. So, I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah. Joining us as well this week for a brief uh, yeah. period of time. Literally to say hello and then literally to go, say hello. <laughs> obviously, he didn't want to let the fans down this week. It is the one, the only, it's Armando. Hey, guys. Hi, now. Welcome back. That's right. He's drinking. Don't don't. He's drinking. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I kind of wish. I wish I was drinking. I don't know what he's drinking. Mm. Uh, so Armando, what's yeah, uh, what's, what are you up to this uh, to this fine day? Are you? I take guess the weather's not letting you fly. Yeah. So I would love to say that I'm in sunny Florida, but I don't know if you can see behind me. It is thunderstorming. It's low clouds. It's supposed to be like this for the next four days. So I'm not sure how much flying I will be done, but I am sitting at a library i think I'm yeah now, now look here you said library. the you said the word library earlier and then i think you should share with the people oh, who are watching dear. the show on youtube uh, what uh, a library in the us actually looks like i mean this this children is ridiculous it's uh, for those listening yeah. on the audio podcast basically he's in a library there's lots of books on some shelves and there's two pool tables put two pool there. tables uh, in the library now that is it, it, uh, forgive my ignorance here Armando is this a special library or is it um is it no it's what's funny is I was trying to figure it out myself I think so I'm, I am on an air force base okay. and I was trying to figure out if this library used to be something else. I think it probably used to be some kind of social okay. room or something, yeah. and they just didn't have the manpower to take the pool tables out. So, no, fair enough. I, why why I, would you get rid of them? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, right. I don't. I don't see anybody else in the library so i'm sure i could just play pool and right. make all kinds of noise and nobody it's would quite care therapeutic yeah i think so. the noise could of, be the yeah. work. Well, I, I are you handy at pool nev i mean you know i i i've got a sort no. of hustling suspicions not bad but i haven't played it since i was about 17 or 18 when i used to go to lots of pubs right okay so what was that sort of about, about 10 years ago nev right yeah something like that. Uh, a lot longer than that <laughs> <laughs> 25 years ago probably. <laughs> oh dear what about you armando are you any good at um are you any good at uh, pool no i'm pretty terrible at that too wow have we actually found something you're not good at this is amazing <laughs> I'm, matt get the pen yeah the paper yeah absolutely armando's right. rubbish at pool. pool excellent hustle time i think uh yes anyway well so thank you very much for so, so what, what are you actually doing in the library i presume you're studying are you yeah so i've got my uh multi-engine pilot flight maneuvers book and my cessna 310 checklist that i'm uh, pretty much trying to memorize and um, here for about a week, just doing a recurrent training at one of the Air Force Aero Clubs, uh, which is they're a little bit cheaper than doing it on the outside, and I kind of take to it well because they're very. A lot of them are retired Air Force instructors. Okay. So I like the way that they teach. Um, and other than that, we'll have a little surprise. I had a meetup, uh, sort Ooh. of my first meetup as PTUK on my own Ooh. and uh, you'll hear some audio from that a little bit later. yeah yeah we're going to play that yeah, out a bit later, later. yeah yeah, yeah. Play that out later yeah, looking so, forward to that yeah absolutely yeah. so uh, the three the 310 um um Armando, do you honestly need any training in that aircraft <laughs> <laughs> you know it's uh i i do take flying seriously in every airplane even if i'm going from a, a bonanza to a cessna 152 or something like that i'll still take time to review the numbers and memorize mm. numbers and make sure that i have these little um cheater cards i don't have it with me um i don't know if you like in world war ii how 
pilots used to put their the pictures of their girlfriends or wives yes. on, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. on the panel. Well, well I, I, I take this little <laughs> business card size thing and and uh, I write all my speeds, my essential speeds, just because I've been flying so many different airframes that yeah. I kind of just take a piece of gum and put it up on the panel so I can remember what speeds I'm supposed to fly. <laughs> so yes, I, I guess actually you're in a slightly, uh, sort of like a slightly unusual yeah. situation in the fact that you've flown, uh, uh, you know, perhaps more than your average uh, human as far as uh, different airframes and air types and stuff are concerned. So, I mean, and they all handle differently, presumably. So uh, they all, yeah, they all so operate a different set of numbers. I'm up to about, uh, I think, 28 different airplanes that oh, I've flown. Um, air, airframes. So... Uh, yeah, they start just sort of jumbling in your head it's after a just, while. Yeah, just a mess. Yeah, so you got your magic cue cards just to make sure that you, you you're working with the right data. Essentially, the, the big thing you have to remember, yeah, Matt, so. when you go from flying a Cessna 150 right to jump into the uh, a, a Cirrus SR22, okay, there's a huge difference. Power, I presume. P power, uh, pretty much everything. Right. Okay. <laughs> All right. It, it's like it's, yeah, and the big thing is when. It, it's not so much flying the airplanes are, are easy that is easy it's just when something goes wrong you know are you yeah. up to speed on the aircraft systems that uh, you can diagnose a problem correctly that's that's really what it boils down to is oh well this airplane's fuel system works a little bit different than this one if i lose electrical will i be able to transfer fuel from one tank to the other you know it depends on the airplanes things like that fantastic oh. well we better not disturb you any longer armando we better let you get back to your studying so when's your exam when when when's it all sort of or is it just part of ride. a week's training or the check ride uh today is going to be all ground school uh mm -hmm. this afternoon and then hopefully we'll fly every day twice a day for the next week until next wednesday or thursday okay well i'm fantastic. sure i speak for everyone in the chat room and all of us here armando when yeah. we say all the best, and I'm sure you, you well, you, he just doesn't need luck, really, does he? He's, no. He knows no, everything. Well, oh, even the most... I'll always take a little bit of luck. Yeah. <laughs> I can say, absolutely. I can say, even the most experienced pilot needs uh, needs to get the numbers right on the day, doesn't, doesn't yeah. he? But uh, I'm sure well you'll done. be fine, mate. Study yeah, you'll be well. fine. And, uh, Keep us posted, Armando, during during uh, the uh, the process. Yeah. We'll do it. I'll, uh, I'll be in the chat room uh, if you guys... Uh, need anything in the uh, oh, right okay. okay yes yeah. yeah if you're still here for the military segment you can yeah you can, do feel free come to back, chip yeah. in yeah. yes absolutely yeah <laughs> sounds good yeah thanks so, have a great week yeah excellent. and you mate yeah, cheers take armando take, take care take yeah oh that's always good to hear from armando absolutely he'll be back next week in full effect yes hopefully panic, yeah. well as mind you it sounds like he's got a, a full-on week he's got lots to do oh yeah. dear so, it's just us three then it's just us three crack on uh date check it's the fifth of april and the time is just coming up to quarter past seven in the evening here in the uk loads of people in the chat room tonight to join us for the show uh we've got auntie liz hello to you auntie liz mash is in the chat room julian garwood is in the chat room graham haley tanya w richard adams um just chris griggs is in the chat room uh underwater chap is in the chat room <laughs> We've got uh, uh, Mariana, Neil Lanwarn, Richard King. Um, I hope I haven't missed anyone out. Richard Adams. Uh, uh, Jenny. Jenny Parkinson. Hello to you, Jenny. Hope you're well. 
And scrolling down, have I missed anyone? Hope I haven't missed anyone. And our main man, Micah, of course, as yes, all as absolutely. well, is in the chat room this evening. And uh, some some guy called Matt Smith is in the chat room as well. Never heard of him. No, nope. nope. indeed. So lots of people are making inquiries about the backdrop behind us. I think oh. they're trying to work out what what it is. I think um, I think Neil reckons it, it's a tilt shit tilt. What? <laughs> a are you tilt trying to get off the <laughs> a tilt shift? shot of central london that's uh that one's definitely going in the blooper reel isn't it uh <laughs> never mind yes james hey. honor yeah. uh, says in the chat room unmistakably a pick of london oh is it okay well i'm glad somebody knows what they're doing and, he's, and uh, richard adams <laughs> says tower bridge and the shard in view ah okay yeah oh yes of course it is yeah. yes i, I can see so. tower bridge right. there look yeah uh, yeah, is that is that the shark? Yeah, that's the yeah no 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 no, no. over the on the there. Thames. Well, that's very appropriate, seeing as I was in that was accidentally um, a, a perfect picture, uh, <laughs> and that picture is Nev, uh, one Nev of Nick's. Dig, dig us out of this hole, will you please? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I could have told you that was Central London. If only someone I should, I should have asked. If he'd yeah. had his eyes closed, he'd yes. tell us that was Central London. <laughs> yeah, 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 fair point. Uh, well, and just before we start, before we start the thing, proceedings off. Just let everyone know, Pilot Pips in the chat room. Hello to you, Pilot. Oh no. Brace yourselves, everyone. <laughs> oh, the abuse dear. is going to be forthcoming. I know. <laughs> uh, blue spanners, blue spanners. Wait. Prepare yourselves. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So yeah. we are going to start the show then, as we do each week, with a rundown of the weekly news from around the world and the UK. So if you're ready, Matt. I am, yes. And if you're ready, Nev. Yes, certainly. Let's go. So, kicking off this week's first news story on the abcnews.go.com website. And the headline, United Airlines flight diverted to Texas airport after cockpit screens went blank. Oh. Oh. So, passengers on a United Airlines aircraft received disconcerting news from the flight crew after they were diverted to Dallas-Fort Worth International Airport Thursday evening when a mechanical issue arose mid-flight, according to an airline representative. Flight 4390 departed from Knoxville, Tennessee and intended to land in Houston before trouble arose in mid-air. A passenger recorded what they said was the pilot or co-pilot making an announcement to passengers over the cabin uh, intercom system saying that the aircraft had lost a pair of cockpit screens and would have lost uh, them all if they didn't land immediately. So you may be able to see, he said, uh, according to the guy, the uh, those words spoken were that uh, you may be able to see we've lost two screens. The man is heard saying in the recording, now if we keep flying we'll use them all. Not really what we want to hear from. Uh, yeah, as, as speaking as a nervous flyer, that's not um, something I want to hear. He says, uh, because there's not enough cooling, there's tremendous heat behind the screens, which there probably is. Yeah. Uh, he continued on saying that if we continued, eventually I'd be flying blind, he said. Wow, really? Uh, flight that you want to want to be on, man. No, you're um, right, thanks. So yeah. that's uh, why we are in Dallas right now, he says. It's unlikely the aircraft will be going anywhere tonight, the captain said. Uh, the plane landed safely on the tarmac and passengers were ultimately rebooked on a different flight to Houston, according to an airline representative. Um, it must have been something quite serious. Um, hmm. I mean, I know that you have flight deck displays 
the screens which show obviously the engine parameters and various so, other bits I and mean, pieces. I mean, was this a fire then? No, I don't think it. Was a, I th- it could have been a many a multitude of things. Right. Circuits or you know breakers popping on certain things. Okay. I mean certain aspects of, of power on the flight deck are provided by a, an, uh, an engine by a power right. from an engine. It okay. could have been an issue there. But uh, what do you think, Nev? Not the sort of thing you want to hear from uh, the flight deck while you're on a... No, I think they've, they've probably just given the passengers a bit too much info there because uh, that's just not helpful, is it? Mm. Uh, I mean, yeah, they have, they have failures all the time uh, of different types, but, uh, yeah, they probably could have done without that, I think. <laughs> I mean, even if you just sort of say, ladies oh, and oh, bless you. Oh, bless you, Nev. Nev, Sorry. you really are not very well, are you? Bless you. Nev's got an flu. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it really is sort of one of those those things. Whereas the situation is, um, like, actually, you know, you could. I'm not an advocate for lying, but you could just say, ladies and gentlemen, we have a bit of a problem bit here in issue. the cockpit. Cockpit. We're going to go back to. Well, I really cannot speak today, can I? I know. Uh, <laughs> Need a scotch. I'll be amazed if I get through this without being told off for swearing. Uh, yes, it's uh, one of those where it's um, you're just sort of saying we've got a small issue in the cockpit, and we we just need to go back to base, or we need to land. Just, uh, just you know. Nothing to worry about ladies and gentlemen just you know just try and make everybody so that you know because they'll realize that you're turning round and stuff like that mm. you know mm. so i don't know i mean surely this could have been handled better nev yeah i think sometimes less is more mm. in these situations don't you uh, just definitely just, yeah, yeah we've got a problem going out back and we'll uh, we'll sort it out and let you know yeah absolutely keep you posted type thing yeah so moving yeah. on to the next story and uh it's it's a good one for you this week matt Hello. Noises coming from somewhere. Noises coming from all over the place. Yeah, it's, this is a good story for you this week, Matt. Yeah. And it, actually, this story, when I saw this today, I thought, oh, brilliant. Yeah, well, they've, we've been covering this. I think we've mentioned this before, actually, um, but it's now official. So this is on the BBC News, bbc.co.uk forward slash news. And the headline is London Southend Airport Ryanair opens its new base. Now, I think probably a good year ago, I think we there was sort of uh, you know, work had begun yeah. uh, in into doing that. So Ryanair has opened a new base, uh, not to replace the one at Stansted, which I seem to recall from the story. Uh, but Ryanair has opened a new base at London Southend Airport with its first... First flight departing to Alicante in Spain. Europe's busy, biggest and busiest budget airline will operate more than 50 flights a week from Southend using three aircraft. That's uh, not very many, actually, is it? Uh, it's estimated it will fly 1 million passengers a year on 13 routes to eight countries, also including the Republic of Ireland, Greece, Portugal and Italy. Southend is the firm's 14th UK base, which the firm said would create 100 cabin crew uh, and pilot jobs. Uh, in addition, the investment will sustain 750 ancillary jobs, according to Airports Council International Research, a Ryanair spokesman said. Warwick Brady, the chief executive of Stobart Group, which owns London Southend Airport, said Ryanair's move would help the airport's strategy to have more than 5 million passengers a year by 2022. Mm. Ryanair has announced a 9% increase in passenger numbers for March compared with a year earlier. It is the only airline to be included in a list of Europe's top 10 polluters, <laughs> according to the data from EU's transfer. Oh, dearie, dear. the BBC just couldn't help but throw that, that in one. there, could they really? Now, I, I will <laughs> say that being a person who's flown from London South End Airport, you had a very positive experience. It was you? it was fantastic. It was seamless. Yeah. It was a really, really well run, um, you know, airport in my view. 
but it is a small airport. The picture on the screen there, which the BBC have used on this picture, will obviously show the main building where the kind of the, the check-in desks and the security kind of areas are, which then back onto the departure gates. Um, one thing I will say, obviously Air Malta fly from uh, London Southend uh, regularly, mm. uh, three or four times a week. Also EasyJet also fly from yes. Southend. Yeah. And with the addition of Ryanair, um, I wonder whether they are going to have to start to look at possibly expanding slightly the operation. Although it did say that there was only three aircraft that were going to be based. Have you seen the size Astrid's. of the apron? No, I haven't. No. no, it's quite small. It's not huge. It? No, okay. It's not huge, right. no. Yeah. Um, it's probably bigger than Norwich, though. It, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I, I, I think they will... I mean, with that amount of flights, um, mm. what did you say on that story? It's uh, 50 flights, 50 a, flights week. a week is the plan. That's quite yeah. a lot. Yeah. yeah, with all the mind other you, I suppose they're, they're so, we're talking multiple sectors for th for multiple for, mm. for three aircraft, aren't we? So uh, it'd be interesting to see where they're flying from, uh, or sorry, 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 fly, flying to from Southend. Right. Um, um, well, uh, because Republic of Ireland, Greece, Portugal, and Italy. Really? Yeah. And Alicante. And Spain. Alicante, yes, of yeah. course. Yeah. I wonder what the prices are like. We'll have to look into that. Yeah, interesting absolutely. It's certainly a good airport, anyway. It's not. It's nice to get to as well from here. Yeah, from the back end of beyond. Well, well where to me be and Matt fair, live. It's, no, it's no different to Stan to Stansted actually. Uh, it's, it's as yeah. The roads are better. Yeah, the roads are definitely better. Well, mind you, you don't get much better than you know because you've got to go down the A12 to go to South End. You don't really, really? want to do that. It's not too bad. <laughs> anyway, sorry. That's, that's not uh, an that's, airport that you'll go East from. That's East Anglia problems. Yeah. Uh, sorry, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's even further from Nev. Uh, right. Yes. Airport, yeah. Nev. Any yeah. plans yeah. to fly yeah. out of Stansted sometime? Uh, out of uh, South End sometime soon? No, no, no it's far head. too east for my liking. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> somebody, men somebody mentioned the word Luton to you this week, didn't they? You had nearly had a nervous oh, breakdown. they did, yes. They said, would you like to fly from Luton later in April? I'm going, I don't know there. <laughs> no, no, don't, don't. Luton. As he checks his, <laughs> yeah, his, his jabs book. Yeah, absolutely. Am, yeah. I, am I vaccinated? Yeah. Anyway, Nev, while we have you in the chair, perhaps you'd take the next story, What please. is the next? This story is awesome, Nev, for you. It is. It's on the businesstraveller.com and it combines two of my favourite <laughs> subjects in one story. British Airways and beer. Oh, uh, I, th I thought you were going to say Brexit. <laughs> no, we're not doing that. No, yet. okay. No, um, <laughs> but it says the BA has launched its own bespoke in-flight ale in partnership with Scottish craft brewery Brewdog. Uh, Speedbird 100 IPA will be available on all flights and in selected lounges from May the 1st and has been specifically brewed to work perfectly in the air and adapt to the reduction in taste and smell sensitivity at high altitudes. The new partnership will also see Brewdog launch a bar within BA's club lounge at New York's uh, JFK Terminal 7, which opens in the spring. Uh, and from May the 1st, executive, executive club members can get 10% off all food and drink at Brewdog bars in the UK when they show their membership card, as well as 10% off merchandise at Brewdog.com. To celebrate the partnership, Brewdog founders Martin Dickey and James Watt used a beverage maker on board one of BA's 787 aircraft to start the mashing part of the brewing process whilst flying over Scotland. From July, passengers will be able to watch a video showing the making of Speedbird 100 on the carrier's in-flight entertainment system. Commenting on the news, Martin Dickey, Brewdog's co-founder, said the key thing is that the bitterness and fruit flavours aren't really affected by the altitude. So we wanted to play on those two things and ramp up the sweetness. We really hope... 
British Airways customers love Speedbird 100 as much as we do. And uh, airlines have increasingly embraced the popularity of craft beers with in-flight initiatives. In 2016, KLM launched the world's first in-flight draft beer. And in 2017, Cathay Pacific uh, offered a limited edition Betsy branded beer to premium passengers on flights between Hong Kong and the UK. So that's ticking all the boxes, as far as I'm concerned. Sounds like a great uh, initiative. So uh, yeah. I'll have to try that out on yeah. my next BA flight. And thank you to Lee. Lee sent me this story earlier today. Actually, this is this is uh, quite a quite a, a fun thing here. That, although uh, I have to say, uh, Carlos here, while Nev was reading that story, has one massive <laughs> issue. I'll put the picture back up. Uh, perhaps you'd like to tell the ladies and gentlemen what your issue with this I'd, particular I, picture is. There you are. I'd, it's just me being picky, but I just look at the picture and I look at the uh, the. the or the teapot, whatever you want yes. to call it, and I just thought to myself, "God, that needs a clean." Right? Yes, absolutely. It, yeah. it, it yeah. just might have been an old one they found somewhere in a. I mean, one could ar- argue that perhaps it is a, a well-conditioned pot. Yes. Uh, yes, I don't know if that's. It the... just looks a bit. Yeah, dirty. It's, it's not for you, is it, Carlos? No. <laughs> absolutely. I like. I'm my sure beer that's not clean. what uh, what is uh, the, the the device actually used for creating the beer. Uh, mm. You know, merely the. That you know the pilot, I suppose. <laughs> you see what I did there. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> Very good. Yes, yeah, sorry. Richard Adams yeah. says in the chat room, "Odd-looking tea leaves." Uh, yes, agreed. Mm. Yes, it's uh, more hoppier than one would expect. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, underwater chap in the chat room. Yes, uh, says. Uh, <laughs> uh, he says BA and beer sounds great. Uh, Brewdog not so impressive. Oh really? Mm. I know, I know a lot, mm. but now I must admit, I've had an, I've on, I've only had one uh, experience with. Um, Brewdog, and because they do do a, an alcohol-free mm, um, and a lager, and lager yeah. Yeah. which I have to say, as a, a n- not so much a drinker, sort of <laughs> like a non-drinker, because I'm usually driving or whatever. I have to say, it's one of the few that I quite like. Uh, certainly recommend their oh, non-alcoholic. We beers. have been uh, put straight here, guys and girls. Masha in the chat room says that uh, she thinks you're not supposed to really wash teapots. I think I've, I've heard that. Yeah, I think, uh, yes. Uh, uh, you know, one of yeah. those... Um, yeah, Carlos would have a nervous breakdown. If he, one of those... If, if he was in that Nana situation. Nana says things, yeah, you know. Uh, right, yes. They're like not the supposed old to be wives tale. Uh, it, what, yeah. what are your thoughts on this, Nev? How would you feel about uh, the, the, you know, as I say, we, we seem to have gone slightly off topic. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, every teapot I've ever seen has not been pristine, put it that way. No, so, okay. Yeah. okay. I think there's right. something in what Masha said there. Yeah. Oh dear! Welcome okay. to the Teapot Podcast. <laughs> anyway, moving on. To <laughs> I, I feel a new strain coming up. Oh, no. <laughs> the next story is on the um, Inc. dot com. dot com. And I'm delighted. The only person who got that pun was Nev. By the way. <laughs> yes. Nev is the king of puns. We yes, all know indeed. that. Anyway, um, the headline: American Airlines passenger says he found something stunning in his luggage. Mm. Is there going to be a pic? Do I need to find a picture? An airline employee put it there. Anyway, story says, absurdly driven, looks uh, looks at the world of business with a sceptical eye and a firmly rooted tongue-in-cheek. The minute you realise the handle on your suitcase or bag, the minute an airline employee weighs it and takes it, you have no idea what might happen to it next. You hope it has a comfortable journey. You hope it doesn't get squashed. Most of all, you hope its contents don't get stolen by some light-fingered airline or airport employee. I have no idea what one American airline passenger might have been thinking when he checked his luggage from a recent flight from Pittsburgh to Fresno via Dallas. 
he said that I have some idea what they thought when they opened their bag. There were no subtractions, however, as a view from the wing, Gary Leff reports, there was an addition. No, not a pile of cash, not a gun or a marsupial. Instead, there was a slightly crumpled printed flyer supporting the airline's mechanics which are currently in a dispute with the airline. They're accusing American of using shoddy, cheaper facilities to repair their aircraft. One plane say the mechanics had 675 things wrong with it after a cheaper facility's work. Wow. The mechanics also worry that the airline wants to outsource maintenance work abroad. Uh, one very dark suggestion is that American may start using inferior parts. Oh, dear. Indeed, the flyer in the customer's baggage was pointed at the reader to the uh, pointed reader to the AA Should Care website, where the mechanics detail their issues with great vigor and portentous tone. Uh, naturally, the airline says it's investigating the flyer's insertion, uh, one that surely sought the customer's sympathy. Many will find the idea that a union member might have done this a touch distasteful, uh, counterproductive and even a security issue, and they'd be right. Then again, if there was ever an airline that Viscillary enjoys making money, it's American Airlines. What if it uh, took this idea and began to insert advertising into people's luggage? Perhaps it could grade the luggage according to its providence and its logo or even its cleanliness. It could, like Facebook, sell access to the very innards of individual passengers' lives and encourage brands to be creative. Bless you, Nev. Who wouldn't <laughs> want their ad to be placed right next to a customer, uh, customer's cleanest undergarments? Uh, why American could even approach cosmetics brands and ask them to suggest discreet insertion of free samples? Yeah, that'd be good. Perhaps Sports Illustrated would want to slip a free copy into, say, checked golf clubs. Yes, passengers might be put out first, but if there's one thing Americans love, it's something for free. <laughs> I suppose it's a good way of advertising if you wanted to advertise your services, but then if you're undoing someone's case to put your advert in, it's yeah. probably not a good idea. I, 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 I don't know. I mean, uh, Neville have a, a more accurate opinion on this. I think I, I doesn't feel I don't feel particularly comfortable about it. I've got to be honest. What about you, Nev? No, I'm, I'm in agreement with you there, Matt. I think it's a bit a bit weird, isn't it? Yeah. Really? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's different if security, but I mean, uh, very. It's it's only in extreme circumstances, isn't it? Where where you know security will usually open the suitcase, and that's usually done in front of you. That's not normally done uh, in private. I know that's slightly different if you're flying like through the states and stuff, and they they scan it like in an internal transfer and stuff. But well, I think uh, that's it, guys. We need to get some PTUK flyers right. and see our friend <clears throat> at a certain airport near here, and we can. Advertise the show. Right. Huh? Uh, no, is the okay. uh, short <laughs> is the short answer to that. Perhaps uh, we could put some discreet flyers and 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 uh, sellotape them to the side of the aircraft. Right. Um, no. <laughs> again, at Nev, please um, <laughs> shoot him down. Okay. No, it's advertising. Free advertising. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. All right. right. So it's a, so so somehow PTUK has got to get involved in some kind of uh, <laughs> sort of dispute uh, involving uh, uh, like cabin cabin uh, bag <laughs> handlers and things like that to, to get our oh. flyer in yeah right okay oh no, no. moving on to the next story Matt yes. and uh, this one is a bit, a bit of a serious one now this is yeah and a bit good. I mean there's been rumblings uh, for a while actually in fact one person not a million miles away from me has quite often referred to them as fly maybe 
um, uh, this is itv.com uh, forward slash news and the headline is Flyby Airline cancels flights blaming Easter holidays and a shortage of pilots uh, low cost airline Flyby has cancelled flights blaming the Easter holidays and a shortage of pilots among several reasons for the disruptions boasting of carrying 8 million passengers a year between 81 airports across the UK and Europe the airline issued an apology on Wednesday to its customers 10 Flyby flights in and out of Belfast City Airport have been cancelled. Uh, flights affected include services to Birmingham and round trips to and from Leeds, Bradford, and uh, Aberdeen. One flight from Cardiff Airport and uh, from Cardiff Airport to Verona was also cancelled. A flight um, from East Midlands uh, was also cancelled. In a statement, a spokeswoman, a person for the airline, write: "Flyby sincerely apologises to all of our customers and partners affected by the current flight cancellations." Whilst 95% of Flybe flights are operating as per normal. We do recognise the impact of today's cancellations. We are doing our best to mitigate the um, impact of the current situation that has arisen due to a combination of factors, including seasonality, pilots' end of year leave, or so end of leave year, uh, Easter holidays, base restructuring, and the shortage of pilots across the industry that Flybe has highlighted over recent months. We have already identified several mitigation uh, actions and we'll be issuing further updates throughout the day. Uh, I'm not going to keep reading on about it. You basically get the gist of this now. I, I'm I don't know, perhaps I'm going to be a bit controversial here, but uh, they only cancelled 10 flights. I, I have to confess, I don't quite understand why this has made a national news because uh, certainly from the article that I was reading because this popped up on my news feed first thing this morning uh, and I, I sort of felt like it was like the end uh, you, and I, I, Nev I'm sure you'll agree with me on this here that there is this really unhealthy in the mainstream media about using like headlines it's almost like clickbait do you know what I mean where you've mm. got a ridiculous headline yeah. when actually when you read the story it, the headline is nothing like what uh, the headline is nothing like what the actual story contains do you know what i mean it's just it's sort of yeah. like almost sensationalism for the sake of being sensationalist well captain al and i were talking about this last night over a uh, lambuna as you do uh, and, and uh, <laughs> Uh, the, the the conclusion was three really, that it's a bit odd because th there's recruitment and redundancies going on at the same time in the airline it would seem right um, <laughs> okay. uh, and as as Liz pointed out in the chat room and I've seen uh, the, yesterday uh, the CEO statement wasn't exactly very reassuring was no. it I mean if you're going to be a CEO of uh, anything you really could do with a bit of media training yeah and, um, indeed uh, yes, this lady didn't really quite tick the box out i think no indeed so, in fact uh, yeah. actually shall we shall we um shall we let me see if i can get the statement to play actually i've got a um on the flybees like website to apologize to all impacted customer by cancellation today flyby still operating 95 percent of its schedule today we are facing some problems due to pilot shortages, but also uh, seasonality and uh, some restructuring we are doing on the network. We are working on some mitigation action to solve the problem, and we will send some further updates today to the market and to all our customers. Thank you. So there we are. That is the statement from the, the lady well, herself. I feel 
thoroughly reassured. Yes, that. I bet. You, yes, you feel thoroughly confident now, don't you? That uh, yes. not all is going on. Now, you you just found something else here, Carl. Yeah, What's on this? Uh, this is on Flybe's website. Uh, for those of you who are in the UK, maybe using Flybe, just looking on here that uh, they've got three airports in the UK which are affected and uh, are going to be having uh, changes. Um, three of them are Exeter. Um, which uh, Flybe will cease operations um, or jet operations with effect from the start of the 2019-2020 winter program. Wow. Uh, the last flight from Exeter will offer, operate on the 26th of October this year, uh, but will not impact the Q400 operated schedule out of Exeter nor the existing base structure. Norwich, which is just down the road from us here, yeah. um, as with Exeter, Flybe will cease jet operations with effect from the start of the 2019-20 winter program uh, this again will not ex affect services at Norwich operated by Flybe's franchise partner which is Eastern Airways okay. uh, Cardiff and Doncaster Flybe will cease operations out of these airports with a effect from the start of the 2019-2020 winter program uh, Flybe currently has a base at both airports um, to service its jet services uh, once the jet flights cease Flybe will close these bases but will continue to offer flights um, to and from both Cardiff and Doncaster on the Dash 8 Q400 aircraft um, and crew flying from other bases. Uh, Flyby says on the website here that they would like to stress that the current flight cancellations being experienced are not linked to this decision and are the result of a combination of other factors. Indeed. I mean, uh, it, I think it's fair to say this time last year we were covering exactly the same story, but this time we've, with that time it was Ryanair. Mm, yeah. uh, you know, it, it is quite well known that there is a shortage of pilots out there and managing annual leave uh, seems to be a bit of a problem for several airlines at the moment. Uh, making sure that everybody's not trying to take all their holiday at the same time. I think uh, the best thing to, to do it. is what we always say, mm. is if you've got any flights booked uh, either soon or in the future, just mm. check. Ring and check. Yeah. That's what the call centres yeah. are there for. Any, any, any thoughts, Nev? Well, I think the thing is with Flybead, I think that they their best um, operation is, is regional within the UK or very short haul European ops that kind of stuff. Yeah. And they were doing um, uh, Exeter to Malaga flights, I think, at one point as well, mm. which is difficult because um well, you know, you've you've got to it's 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 quite expensive to, to operate that kind of service with the yeah. uh the embryos, I think, as well. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, and Bristol is just up the road, and EasyJet do a service to Malaga as well, and, mm. and that kind of thing. So, uh, but uh, yeah, this is a little bit of an um, exaggerated story, I think. Um, yeah. But we'll have to see if this continues. Or what, what well, well, and you do wonder if maybe some of this, obviously, because we had, um, you know, Wow Air go under, uh, whether, um, you know, the, the mainstream media, again, is l almost like looking for blood when there isn't any, essentially, uh, in regard to... Uh, to sort of trying to grab the next big scoop, isn't it? And I, and I, I, I just wish the main the mainstream media would stop doing this because it's getting quite. Uh, well, I did say last week I'm tired mm. of bringing stories each week about airlines failing. I want stories about airlines doing really well. Doing yeah, really yeah, absolutely. Well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So the next yeah. story, uh, Nev. Uh, this one is for you. Yes, uh, this is on the. Um, 
uh, PRNewsWire.com, oh. and uh, it says that um, Aeroflot has been named the world's strongest airline brand for the third year in a row by mm. Brand Finance, the leading independent brand valuation consultancy. Uh, the award ceremony was held in, uh, in uh, April 2019 at the RAC Club in London, one of the oldest and most uh, famous private members clubs in the world. Amongst the winners were leading global brands such as Ferrari, Coca-Cola, Hilton and Shell. Uh, brand finance measures airline brand strength by a number of factors, including brand recognition, marketing investment, customer loyalty, star satisfaction and corporate reputation. Aeroflot ranks as the strongest aviation brand with a score of 89.9 points out of a possible 100. Uh, Aeroflot's brand value also grew over the last year, increasing by 6% to 1.5 billion US dollars. Uh, Aeroflot is an airline possessing nearly a century of history. We are proud to represent Russia in the global transportation market. Our brand has been officially recognized for the third year in a row as the world's strongest aviation brand, said Aeroflot CEO, CEO Vitaly Savilev. Uh, millions of travelers hailing from countries around the world have chosen to fly with Aeroflot, and customer feedback is the most important factor in helping Aeroflot secure dozens of prestigious awards and high ratings every year. Uh, despite a challenging geopolitical environment, we are steadily moving towards achieving our strategic goals, which are first and foremost to strengthen Russian status in aviation and to ensure the country has a powerful civil aviation fleet. Um, Aeroflot is to be commended this year for its upgrade in brand strength rating to the elite uh, AAA+. Plus. And uh, the brand continues to get the pivotal fundamentals right, such as renewing the fleet of aircraft, retaining passenger loyalty and providing a top class service on board, said David Haig, who's the CEO of Brand Finance. Uh, as the importance of geographic indication on the brands becomes ever more vital, Aeroflot is a perfect example of a Russian uh, origin brand which presents itself on the world stage as a truly global presence, especially through sponsorship commitments such as its agreement as the official carrier of Manchester United. Mm -hmm. um, and some interesting stats I didn't know about uh, Aeroflot here that uh, it is uh, it serves 159 destinations in 55 countries. And it's got a 255 strong fleet of aircraft, which is the youngest of any airline worldwide really? that operates more than 100 aircraft. And in 2018, uh, Aeroflot carried 35.8 million passengers. And uh, it's also the world's strongest airline brand, according to brand finance, as we've just heard. So that's uh, a surprise, I have to say, but uh, good on them. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that at all. Yeah. That's, um, you know, many moons ago when Aeroflot had their previous fleet of aircraft, the Illusions and stuff, which were old. Yeah, um, they uh, yeah they were they were you know one of those airlines yeah. that people used to sort of poo poo, you know I'm not yeah in fact Tony, Tony S is actually saying uh, he's saying it's it's a very well known brand I can understand why they've been rated number one, um, yeah it's um, yeah it's it's one that you 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 know the name isn't it you you know the name of it but it it sort of doesn't really sort of enter into your 
you I suppose it's because it doesn't sort of fly much sort of locally to 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 us. I guess. Do, do. I, mean, I think they have regular flights into Heathrow. Yeah, uh, Aeroflot do. Yeah, they've got just looking at their fleet and that they've got um, as Nev said they've got quite a relatively young fleet, mostly oh. Airbus three twenty three twenty one three thirties. Uh, they've got some uh, A three fifty dash nine hundreds on order. Fifteen yeah. of those on order from Airbus. Uh, they've got uh, forty seven of the seven three seven dash eight hundreds, which you've obviously flown on before with Ryanair. Uh, and they've got uh, nineteen triple seven three hundreds. I didn't know that nineteen. Yeah, three hundred ers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. three hundred ers. They've also got um, some of those uh, Sukhoi Superjets as well. They've got fifty of those in service, which um, oh. and they've got a hundred of those on order. So looking at the order book, actually for Aeroflot, they've actually got quite a lot on order. So. Um, must be doing Definitely well. expanding. Yeah. Must be doing well. Mm. So moving on to the next story, uh, which is on the AfricanNews.com. And uh, the headline on this story is Nigerian Airline orders 10 jets from Brazil's Embraer. So Nigeria's largest commercial airline has signed a $2.1 billion deal for the delivery of 10 jets from Brazilian aircraft manufacturer Embraer. The order was announced uh, this week during Embraer's Africa Airline Business Seminar in Mauritius. Uh, with this order, Air Peace... That's a nice name for an airline, this is isn't it? It makes you, makes you feel very oh. relaxed about it. Air Peace will uh, become the first E-Jets E2 operator in Africa. The company said in a statement sent to AFP, the contract includes purchase rights for a further 20 E195-E2s, with purchase rights being exercised uh, with the contract that has a value of uh, 2.12 US dollars 2.212 billion us dollars based on current list prices it said but they never pay list prices do they no, the company <laughs> said the order would be included in embraer's uh, 2019 second quarter backlog air peace chief alan onemia was quoted as saying the deal would make the airline the first e2 operator in africa he said that we have uh, already had the ERJ145s in our fleet, so we understand the high standards on Brer's products, he says. Established in 2013, a relatively new airline then, Airpeace is Nigeria's largest commercial operator with 23 aircraft. The airline is also active in West Africa, operating daily flights from Accra, uh, Dakar, Banjul and Freetown. In February, Embraer's uh, announced it was selling 12 light attack aircraft to Nigeria's Air Force, which is fighting Boko Haram jihadists in the northeast. So it's good news about uh, them. It's obviously good news for Embraer, um, obviously with an order like that, because obviously you always hear about Boeing and Airbus getting these big orders coming in from the big airlines, but it's good to see that uh, the, you know, the underdog, is, uh, as I say, is uh, getting orders in the order book. And I, I do quite like the look at these um, these E-Jets as well. I haven't had a chance to fly on one yet, but mm. uh, I know um, I think Stuart uh, has had a chance, Stuart, uh, the guest, yes. Stuart O'Neill, yes, has yes, had yes. a chance to fly on these, so... Um, so, yeah, good news for them. So, moving on to the next story, Matt. And yeah. uh, this one is a... I thought this one would be a good one for you. It's a comfort story. Right, I like you know, comfort. You like yeah, comfort. I do like comfort, uh, and it's, uh, especially when it involves aeroplanes. Obviously, LonelyPlanet.com is the website, and the headline is the US airline with the most legroom plans to get even more comfortable. Really? So JetBlue, the US airline that offers the most legroom in economy seats, is restyling its interiors to be even more comfortable. So 
Wallet Hub named JetBlue the most comfortable US airline of 2018, but the company has plans to make things even more comfortable as the airline restyles the interiors of its A320 planes, which make up the majority of its fleet. There are a few new features to keep an eye on. Unfortunately, the seats won't actually come with more legroom. In fact, seat pitch will drop from 34 to 32 inches, though JetBlue still claims this is the roomiest of any US airline. However, there will be new seats that are designed to be easier to sit on. They are also the widest seat that can be put on the A320 at 18 inches in width, according to JetBlue, and are contoured to give you some much-needed space at the knees. Some aircraft have already been retrofitted with the additions, while uh, more... Uh, while more will be completed by the end of the year. But if you care less about uh, how comfortable you are and more about whether you can check your email or watch TV, there's also good news. Another focus of the updates is adding in a new in-flight entertainment system, high-definition televisions. Ooh. Since when were they called televisions, honestly? Um, uh, power outlets with USB ports and gate-to-gate high-speed internet. Whilst this is mostly aimed at travellers in North America, it might also bode well for travellers uh, looking to cross the Atlantic. JetBlue is expected to begin offering flights to Europe later this year, with London likely to be its first destination. Ooh. Now, there are some pictures here on the story which I yeah. will just, I was just uh, pop up. Those, this actually, is the that, interior that, of... Um, those seats... Look really they do comfortable. Look like, here we go. Let's let's show the, the ladies. For those of you watching in, in the there world of YouTube, uh, take a look at those seats. I, I mean, I must admit, even though we've lost two inches uh, in regard to legroom, it doesn't really look like it. I like the colour. There. I mean, obviously, it's not seat one A as what Nev is used to, of course. No, I love the colour. Yeah, it, it, it's 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 very quirky, isn't it? I, I do like it. It's uh, looks nice. Actually. They do look comfortable, yeah. actually. Yeah. Do you do you reckon you could uh, manage a sort of uh, you know sort of three or four hours in one of those, Nev? Uh, no, I'm thinking 35 minutes, really. Uh, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yes, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's nice. They're a really popular airline, actually. I, I, we need to hear from uh, some of our um, US listeners mm. as to uh, what Jet blue are like as an airline I'd yeah indeed like. I, I wonder what's the um i suppose i, I mean are, are jet blue like the ryanair of of the I us so, yeah. carriers or, i think or, so yeah because yeah. there isn't really a, a like for like um so this is where we need armando <laughs> yes indeed this is true <laughs> yeah, yeah i will have to uh, send us if you're uh, in the us and you've flown jet blue yeah. and you might have seen these seats uh, give us a yeah, drop us a line especially if they're they're retrofitting them yeah i like that so moving on to the next story and uh, nev uh, this one is an interesting story from uh, a certain news it hub. It certainly is, yes. Uh, it's on the sky.com website, Uh-oh. and it says that um, uh, Virgin Atlantic updates uh, airline's emblem to represent modern Britain. Uh, the airline says its move encourages people from all backgrounds to feel at home flying with us, but also working with us. And uh, among the people wearing a red leotard in the updated artwork to be put on its new A350-1000 fleet will be a black man and a black woman and a gay man. Uh, The airline says it will be the first to have male figureheads on its jets. Uh, Nicky Humphrey, Senior Vice President of People, 
at Virgin Atlantic said the saying goes you can't be what you can't see and that has never been truer than the aviation industry's glamorous image in the past uh, by introducing our new flying icons I hope it encourages people from all backgrounds to feel at home flying with us but also working with us the flying lady was based on pin-up girls made famous by Alberto Alberto Vargas in the 1930s and 1940s and uh, Virgin Atlantic's announcement comes a month after it emerged that the airline had stopped telling female cabin crew they have to wear makeup. It also started automatically providing them with trousers as part of their standard uniform. Uh, the carrier has pledged to tackle its gender pay gap and increase diversity and inclusion by creating a 50-50 gender split in leadership roles as well as 12% black, Asian and minority uh, minority ethnic group representation across the company by 2022. Uh, Ms. Humphrey said, we have been working for a number of years to tackle our gender pay gap, create an inclusive workplace and increase the diversity of our workforce through the development of our springboard scheme for women as well as the launch of engineering apprenticeships. Well, that's a jolly good um, initiative, isn't it? Yeah, I think the designs are really good, actually, I have to say. Yeah, I, yes, it's. Uh, I mean, it's sort of s sad, almost, really. I suppose in uh, in this day and age that that this is even a story at all again. I mean, well, really. That's why I was. I was about. To, I'm slightly irritated by this story. Not not because it's trying to do. No. You know what it's trying to do. But yeah. To even actually have have this conversation. Absolutely. In 2019 just seems ridiculous. It so, does. It, yeah. I, yeah. It's. Um, but then maybe maybe it's an indication of the fact that perhaps we. We aren't as inclusive as as we like to to think we are. I mean, it's. Um, I mm. thought, I thought that that was that was BA's job. This here, Matt, or Britain's flag carrier. Yeah, mm. on that picture, Nev, it's, it's obviously one of um, one of Virgin's seven four yeah. sevens, and it's got Britain's flag carrier. I always thought BA. Well, was Well, the Britain's reason they did that. Carrier. Do you remember when um, BA started uh, mucking about with their uh the tail logos and that kind of stuff ah, right, um, yeah. budget decided to uh put the union jack back on it <laughs> one in the oh. face for being uh, there's not a lot of love lost between those two airlines let's face it. really i yeah. can't imagine why <laughs> <laughs> oh dear yeah, next story then uh there's actually actually going back to the last story guys uh dr steph has joined us in the chat room and uh, according to dr steph she says that jet blue are awesome Okay, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's good. So, yeah, yeah. so that's all good. Actually, uh, and, and the story we're just talking about here, is, as Liz has quite rightly pointed out, it's like, you know, the, the the whole gay thing is all about gay men, but actually, of course, there are gay women as well. I mean, it, it's not... Uh, it, it's... I don't know. It's... As I said, I'm with Nev on this one. I, 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 I find it very sad in, in that it's still a thing, you know, in this, in this day and age. You just like everybody... Can we just sort of like all get on and, you know get on with our jobs and you know pay everybody the same wage for the job that they do regardless of their gender etc it's uh, yeah anyway sorry yes do do move on <laughs> so the next story well done that is on uh, reuters.com and the headline in turkish airlines aims to spread its wings at istanbul's giant new airport now we've been had a few stories in the past about turkey's new airport huge ginormous airport it's going to be the biggest hub in in the in the universe um this airport so after three false starts and a labor protest over harsh working conditions turkey will fully open 
the new airport in Istanbul this week. Uh, that will give its fast-growing flagship airline a platform to challenge Gulf rivals for regional dominance. Authorities plan to shift flights from the city's Anter- Ataturk airport I beg your pardon. on the edge of the Sea of Mamara to the new airport, 30 kilometres or 20 miles north on the Black Sea shores, in a mammoth 45-hour transfer operation starting today. Mm. On Friday. Uh, so the uh, $8 billion airport is one of several infrastructure mega projects championed by President Tayyip Erdogan and will initially be able to handle 90 million passengers a wow. year. A number which Turkey hopes to more than double by the year 2027. Uh, that would make it the biggest in the world, measured against current airport operations globally. Istanbul Airport will rise to second place in terms of passenger numbers it serves in around five years, Transport Minister Kahit Tahran told reporters in the Gleaming Departure Hall. When all phases are complete, Istanbul Airport will sit in the leader's chair. The airport is supposed to be fully operational on Sunday, uh, which is the day after tomorrow, after authorities transport 10,000 pieces of equipment uh, from massive aircraft towing vehicles to set, uh, sensitive security sensors across the city in a complex two-day operation, after which Ataturk Airport will close for passenger flights. The move should support Turkey's ambition to make Istanbul a global aviation hub and will offer Turkish Airlines a chance to grow beyond the restrictions of Ataturk Airport's limited size. Size. After wow. 15 years of rapid growth, the airline flies to more countries than any competitor helped by its Istanbul base, which is close to European, Africa, African and Middle East destinations. That location means many cities are within a four to five hour flight radius, which can be flown by fuel-efficient narrow-bodied aircraft, and the relatively low costs help deliver profits of last year of 4.5 billion lira, or $716 million. With more slots available, the airline, Turkish Airlines, plans to increase its total fleet from 338 aircraft to 476 over the next four years. And analysts say it will challenge the three uh, big regional competitors, Emirates, Qatar Airways and Etihad. It puts them on level playing fields with the Gulf carriers, aviation expert John Strickland said. However, there are potential risks ahead. The airport is opening just as years of strong economic growth are grinding to a halt in Turkey and any weakness in the domestic market could prove a drag on Turkish Airlines business. Mm, dear. So we, well, we're basically going to throw it out to the uh, to the listeners' end. If any of you guys and girls listening to the show get the chance to fly and go through this new airport in right. Turkey, you want pictures? Drop us a line, <laughs> send us some pictures. We want to see yeah. what it's like. So uh, let Indeed. us know what the airport is like. Yes. Any plans to go that way shortly, Nev? No, sadly not. Actually, I'm going to Budapest at the end of the month. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's a new airport. I mean, you'd like to think that they've um, mm. obviously spent a small fortune and made it sort of efficient and all that kind of thing. Especially, the, I mean, the numbers that they're talking about sound frightening. It's a lot of passengers. It is an awful lot. It's of passengers, an awful lot, isn't lot of it? passengers. It is an awful lot of passengers. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, I just want to say very quickly uh, hello to one of my friends, Lucas. He's watching uh, in, in uh, São Paulo. As oh, you do, I know Brazil. I know. Wow. Yeah, this it really is multinational, isn't it? Now, PTU. Blimey. Players. 
ventured out. Uh, anyway, we'll read on to the next story. Oh, this uh, story, Matt. Oh, oh right. <laughs> I love this story. Just a headline. Right, okay. Do you remember we had one like this not, yeah, like not a that year long ago? ago or, actually. Yeah. Uh, Nev, you're, you're clever. What's the uh, co.za? What country is that? Oh, that's uh, South Africa. Oh, is oh. it? Uh, okay. uh, hence Cape yeah. Town. In the... Yes, I see. I'm sorry. Hmm. Well done. Can't well. get the staff, can you? It's terribly embarrassing. Anyway, so it's uh, iol.co.za, uh, and uh, the headline is, One man, the only passenger on Boeing 737-800 flight to Italy. <laughs> now, that <laughs> is my idea of comfort. <laughs> A Lithuanian man flying to Italy uh, got a pleasant surprise when he boarded the plane. He was the only passenger on the Boeing 737-800. I tell you what, I'd have been well miffed if I'd uh, paid for my priority boarding if I was the only person <laughs> that was that was flying there. Um, I'm not even sure I'm going to attempt as... Scamantas Terimatis. Okay, without the silly accent, please, Carlos, <laughs> please. You've offended everyone. Uh, who was flying from the capital, <laughs> Villainous, to the northern Italian city of uh, Bergamo. Is it Bergamo? Bergamo. Bergamo. Uh, for a skiing holiday on his own, which is a little sad, uh, March the 16th, had the whole plane, which can usually seat up to 188 people, all to himself. The only others on board were two pilots and five crew members. <laughs> wow, he really was weighted on hands and foot, wasn't he? Uh, Stromatus took a selfie on board the Boeing 737-800 airplane, uh, taking off from Vilnius, uh, Lithuania, uh, on the 16th of March 2019 as the only passenger aboard the aircraft with the two pilots and five crew members, which is usually said, uh, flew to uh, Bergamo uh, in Italy. Uh <laughs> Oh, wow. It's, uh, uh, presumably, it would have been much cheaper. Uh, so, yes, uh, the Novature's uh, travel agency said it had chartered the plane to fly a group home from Italy uh, and to avoid flying empty, one-way tickets were sold. Only one person bought that one fl- <laughs> uh, that one ticket. Astromatus told the Associated Press Tuesday night that the flight, which lasted more than two hours, was a once-in-a-lifetime experience. <laughs> Can you imagine having five cabin crew waiting on your every need? <laughs> That's so cool. You know, it's just... Uh, oh. oh, God. No coup for, yeah, no coup for the loo. Uh, well, no, this is true. I, I mean, I, I, I hope he he got complimentary snacks and things like that. I mean, uh, you could have a window seat, window seat, well, window yeah, seat, absolutely. window seat. Let me see if I could just pop. <laughs> I'm just trying to see if I can get this uh, oh. this picture. It's it's quite a special picture that we, that we have uh, uh, here. This is not something you see every day, is it? I mean, that is one very empty aircraft. I mean, never. I mean, that's got to be rival seat one A, surely. <laughs> I think that will do nicely. Yes, yeah. I could. Uh, I could cope with that very well. You, you, you could nice, slum that, could you? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. yeah. Indeed. It's. Uh, do you know what? We need to top this now. So there needs to be a new story later on this year that says, "One man, only passenger on A380." Right. Okay. You need the aircraft size to go up. Yeah. We need to. We need surely, to. Surely, when you're talking about that sort of thing, though, surely it would be cheaper to just you know stick them on a you know higher you know safe jets for the day. <laughs> Hello, something's happening in the chat room. Uh, Jen yeah. Niffer in the yeah. chat room has said that <laughs> she said it would be fun that she would try to sit in every row. Every row. Oh, now, I like your style, Jennifer. That is the way forward. Every single seat. Actually, I'll tell you what, I, uh, if you haven't done so, by the way, um, Nev, you, uh, you might remember, what, uh, uh, if not Jen, do, do send us the link to your blog. 
uh, actually, because I'll tell you what, you'd love an experience like that. If you haven't... Uh, if we, all right, Carlos, can I finish what I'm, I'm sorry, saying first? <laughs> wow, okay. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Jen, uh, if Jen, if uh, your, uh, your blog is very much worth a read, so do ping me the link and I'll make sure that everybody knows what it is if, no. they, if they haven't found it. What is the Competition time. Quick competition oh, no. time. Matt, put that picture of the Instagram uh, post... There, that one on that story. Just put that on the screen. This one? Yeah. That one, yeah? Yeah. All right, who's okay. going to be the first person? Oh, okay. no, in the chat room. Okay. Here we go. go. Oh, there's been a few people. Go on. Can you, can you bring that up a bit, size up a bit further? That's about as big as Actually, it'll just, go. If you get rid of the picture and just have right. the actual... Um, oh, no, okay. no, it's gone. It's gone completely. Oh. Yeah, no, I know, but I, what, what do you want? There we go. That's it. Just bring that... that, that pit. Here we go. If you go... There we go. Pop that on the screen. Okay, go on. It's, it's been it's been noted in the chat room. <gasps> can you see what it is, Matt? I'm not oh, I can. I can. I can. It says a Boeing seven four seven eight hundred. It should be a three. Yes, Nev's very Yay. proud of me. Aren't you, Nev? You're very proud oh. of me there. Yeah. No. No. Oh. no. <laughs> Nev's just rolling his eyes. Look. <laughs> he he has no words. There's another one for the Nev. Ah. Uh, bank you of are going to have to start aviation faux pas. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's going to be a, uh, an additional uh, hour of the show, I think. Just, just, yeah, doing just that. covering yeah. all those. Yeah. Oh dear. I mean, I suppose you could argue that this is um, this gentleman is perhaps um, you know not necessarily completely au fait Actually, with his aircraft. We're uh, going to say a quick hello to Lima Sierra Lima, who is in the chat room, first time watching live. Oh, hello. 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 Where are you watching from, please? We'd yes. like to know. Oh, and hello to Myla as well. Because ah. Myla is in the chat room. Hello, Myla. Uh, Myla, who will be sat here next week. <gasps> next week? Yeah, what, on the next, next Friday? Yes. Yes, next yes, Friday yes. show. Hopefully. Anyway, because I'm working Saturday, so she <laughs> So, yes, next Friday, uh, Myla will be in the studio. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Jen Niffer says media error of the week, maybe. Yeah, uh, media yeah. error of, yes. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, a new segment for the show. Has she sent us a blog, her blog yet? It's a new new uh, segment of the week. Yes, she has. Uh, Talesfromtheterminal.com. Yeah. Okay, what was it, yeah. sorry? Talesfromtheterminal.com. Yeah, absolutely. Very, very nicely written, by the way. If you So if you haven't read that blog, then I strongly recommend you yeah. do so. So the last story in the news segment this week, and uh, serious one, back to seriousness again. Uh, okay. This one, Nev. Yeah, it's on the AINonline.com website, and it says uh, regarding the uh, A320 flight warning software, it says that uh, Airbus has been updating the software on its A320s to ensure pilots receive alerts at an appropriate level of priority during periods of multiple alerts and high workload. The Australian Transport Safety Bureau reported on Thursday. Uh, the update follows an ATSB investigation into an unreliable airspeed indication and stall warning involving a Virgin Australia Regional Airlines Airbus A320 near Perth Airport on September the 12th, 2015. Uh, whilst passing through 8,500 feet, the aircraft's <coughs> autothrust and autopilot disconnected and multiple system faults presented. Uh, the captain took manual control of the aircraft and continued the climb to 20,000 feet and levelled off to troubleshoot 
troubleshoot the issues and plan a return to Perth. On approach to Perth Airport, whilst aligning with the instrument landing system, the stall warning activated. The warning stopped after six seconds and the pilots continued the approach for a successful landing. Uh, the ATSB found that the auto thrust and autopilot disconnect resulted from erroneous airspeed indications during the takeoff and climb due to blocked pitot tubes. Uh, the pilots did not detect the erroneous, erroneous airspeeds, but the aircraft systems did, triggering the disconnect and generating multiple alerts, including a NAV ADR disagree alert. Uh, this alert requires the pilots to cross-check the three airspeed indicators that, and assists them in determining if, determining if the source of the alert involves an airspeed or angle of attack disagreement. However, limited space in the alert message area meant that it was initially pushed off the screen for engine-related alerts programmed with a higher priority, but in this case, not requiring immediate attention by the crew. Uh, the crew's high workload meant that the pilots didn't initially act on the procedures for the alerts and could not address the NAV ADR disagree alert for about eight minutes, by which time the airspeed discrepancies had corrected themselves. Uh, the ATSB found that the sequencing of alert priorities and the alerts associated procedure might have led the pilots to incorrectly identify the source of the alert as an angle of attack discrepancy, which the NAV ADR disagree procedure advised had a risk of triggering due, uh, triggering an undue stall warning. Uh, given the multiple system alerts to which the flight crew appeared unrelated, the um, uh, pilots thought that the stall warning activated during the approach was spurious and therefore did not apply the stall recovery procedure. Angle of attack, not airspeed, triggers stall warnings and the instruments gave no indication of a malfunction angle of attack system. ATSB Executive Director for Transport Safety, Nat Nagy, said that uh, many layers between the source information and the pilots can exist in modern aircraft with multiple interacting systems. Uh, the ATSB safety message from this investigation is where there is erroneous information from an information source. It is important that the alerts and procedures be designed to ensure that the pilots can correctly diagnose the source of the erroneous information, he said. Further, unless, an absolute clear, unless it's absolutely clear that it is erroneous, pilots should appropriately respond to stall warning alerts. Airbus is currently in the process of updating it's uh, A320 software to give the NAV ADR disagreed alert priority over the associated engine alerts. In the case of multiple alerts generated by unreliable airspeed, it will take precedence over the other associated alerts and be immediately visible to the pilots. In addition, engineers will remove the risk of undue stall warning message from the aircraft status related to the NAV ADR disagree alert. It's all about the software, isn't it? And uh, so. this is, uh, we've been seeing this on uh, obviously the 737 MAX yes. aircraft and all sorts of things. This is obviously a very different aircraft in terms of the way it works. But uh, mm. yeah, um, obviously the A320 has been out a long time now, but there's always fiddling. There's always revisions to the software and improvements. And it's uh, sometimes takes an incident like this. Yeah. To, uh, I mean, people, it... people get that drawing board. Of it. Indeed. Uh, absolutely. I know it's... two guys who would know lots about this, don't you? Mm. Two guys that we know who know know everything about this. Uh, well, that is true. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. We'll perhaps reach. Yeah, we'll we'll um we'll uh, perhaps reach out to them for for, for some mm. future comment mm. and information. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a bit of a funny um a bit of a funny situation, isn't it? Really, as you say, as Nev's saying. I mean, it's 
There do seem to be some sort of rather nasty sort of software glitches at the moment. It's. Uh, is it, is yeah. it, I'll take it. Being a tech man and a, and both both of you uh, being tech people, software things are important. Certainly, updates are. Uh, there's no mm. two ways about that. I mean, uh, anybody who's got a Windows computer will know that uh, <clears throat> there's been a horrendous round of uh, updates uh, taking place this week. Uh, has there not, Nev? Uh, as far as uh, oh, yes. Windows 10 is concerned, not on a Mac because they they don't get it wrong quite so dramatically mm. usually. Uh, but <laughs> it's uh, yeah. Well, again, in, in all situations, whether it be software for your computer, or whether it be software for you, you know, I mean, it, it, updates are important, um, and it's usually uh, an update has occurred because of a fault. Um, mm. You know, so it's uh, uh, Nev is probably in a better position to, to comment, perhaps certainly when it comes to the aviation side than me. But um, and also, I think especially on Airbus aircraft, um, different. Um, systems software are, are written by different people so that if there is a, a tendency to have um, a similar fault it doesn't appear across multiple systems but um, yeah you're always gonna you know no matter how long the aircraft's been flying obviously it was one of the first in fact it was apart from Concorde it was the first fully fly-by-wire wire aircraft back in 1986 I think when it came out um, so yeah they're, they're always fiddling with it they're always optimizing things and, and changing the way priorities work but it does mm. take a, an incident sometimes to make people relook at to, it, so, to, uh, to re at it. But it's good that they, they, they've seen this anyway so. mm. yeah, absolutely yeah imagine being the software writer for these systems yeah, the person to have to oh, sit there and do oh, all the software. I mean, I would yeah. be out of cope with that kind of responsibility. I've got to be honest. <laughs> but then, to be honest, the person doing it will will know what they're doing at the end. Yeah, of the day. well, you'd like true. to think they know yeah. what they're doing anyway. Yeah. Uh, I do wonder with Microsoft sometimes whether they know what they're doing when they release software that hasn't been thoroughly tested. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so that is where we bring the commercial news segment to a close. And uh, coming up next. We've got uh, a very special piece of uh, audio feedback. Now, this was uh, put together by, uh, th uh, well, Armando, and it features two people that everyone in the aviation community, the podcast community, will know and love because it's featuring, uh, shall we say, the good-looking Captain Jeff. I mean, they say it on APG, so we may as well say it as well. <laughs> wow, okay. I know, but we love both <laughs> Jeffs. We love both Jeffs here. They're both right. good-looking Jeffs. Okay. So it features uh, the, the Captain Jeff um, from, uh, well, from APG's sort of guest list because he was okay. on their show a few weeks uh, back. In fact, actually, he was on uh, Airplane Geeks. And he was on Airplane week. Geeks uh, as and well, actually, yeah. if you haven't listened to that episode uh, and you want to learn more about the 737 MAX uh, and obviously what's associated with that, then uh, I strongly recommend you go and listen to that It was really good. I enjoyed so, that. Because it's it very informative. Uh, anyway. And it's also featuring on this particular audio segment, Dr. Steph. Oh, Never Ooh. heard of him. No idea who that so, is. So... Uh, yeah. Here it is for you guys and girls to listen to. It is awesome. So uh, here it comes. Well, hello there, all you PTUK and APG listeners. This is a combined APG PTUK feedback. This is from the good-looking Captain Jeff, and I'm here at the Pilot Brewery in Charlotte, North Carolina. And this evening I have two wonderful guests with me, the beautiful Dr. Steph and the wonderful Armando, who is back from England, and he doesn't have an English accent. So first I'll put Dr. Steph on. I think I'm also back from England just recently, um, if you recall correctly. I was there this past weekend. I traded places with Armando, and it was uh, wonderful to be out there. 
It's very strange, I'll say, being on the um, interview end of of the interview here, interviewee end, perhaps. Um, but yeah, actually, Captain uh, Jeff here, the good-looking Captain Jeff, suggested this as one of our meetup locations, and I'm ashamed to say that I did not know that this place existed, and I work down the road. They've been open since August. They do not have a sign out front. I drive by here every week. Um, but now that I know about it, um, I will be back because the beer was delicious. Yes, it was. Armando? Well, hello, everybody. I am truly starstruck now that I see the cap- the real good-looking Captain Jeff in person. I see how he earned that moniker. Um, no, we are, we are here at the Pilot Brewery, and we've talked about life, love, liberty, and a little bit of airplane stuff, too, along the way. And it's just been a great evening. Not so much happiness, apparently. But Oh, is that? No, a, lo- a lot of happiness. Well, that's because we all just look happy over a couple pints of uh, nice North Carolina craft brews and a bunch of snacks. Yeah, it was interesting because I actually, this was a no-notice trip for me to come down to Charlotte. I haven't had a layover here in a couple years. And I was actually wondering if Steph was going to be back from England or not. And she was able to be back in time for me to be down here the Monday after her trip. And... We're having a good time, and Nick, I actually got approval this time, so it's not a problem. If you could hear it, that's the sound of the stamp and or seal of approval from APG HR for this authorized meetup. And I think Armando's going to give me his stamp as well for the PTUK folks, I hope. Oh, as the new guy on PTUK, I have no authority whatsoever other than just sending in segments. So since I'm not going to be on the show this uh, coming Friday, because I'll be doing my multi-engine recurrency, this will count as Armando's segment for PTUK. (laughs) So much for military. Oh, Captain Al will be happy. All right, for the APG and the PTUK folks, signing off. Find this and other great shows at the Aviation Media Network. Thevoicesinyourhead.com The Plain Talking UK podcast is a voluntary project that aims to keep you informed with the latest aviation-related stories from newswires across the globe. Producing our content does cost money, though. If you enjoy our show, why not help us keep on the air by making a donation towards the server and website hosting fees through PayPal. Any contributions would be greatly appreciated. Are you an Amazon user? If so, why not do your shopping through the link on our website? There's no cost to yourself, and Amazon pay us a small referral fee on qualifying purchases. To find out more about the show and to meet the team, take yourself to our website website www.plaintalkinguk.com or find us on facebook at facebook.com forward slash plaintalkinguk on twitter via at plaintalkinguk or get in touch via email on podcast at plaintalkinguk.com thanks Thanks for for listening. listening Flyby 5823 Trent Dane for 23 hour Manchester Wizz Air 6X Climb Flight Level 210 Direct to Bretman's Park United, one, two, three, maintain two, eight, zero knots. Tandem to DME, turn right onto Bravo, link. Do one, join Alpha, hold at Mora. Speedbird 472, LOC slash DME, approach runway 27 left. Follow the green stand 544. That's enough air traffic control for today, Nat. Bedtime. 
so we came up with the idea of having a video course. Obviously ours are, are better because we've got the experience on the aircraft and we know what we need to be looking at. Something that myself and Andy started initially really to improve our own technical knowledge and put something out there. We saw that there was a gap in this wasn't a media that was being used for this purpose and our hunch was right because there was obviously a market for it. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to fly a commercial passenger jet? Looked up at the sky and thought, I wish that was me? Well now anyone has the chance to have a go at flying in a real aircraft simulator. NP Simulations and Flight Experience London, the only official Boeing licensed product of its kind in the UK, offer you the chance to fly anywhere in the world in their fixed base Boeing 737-800 flight simulator. And that's not all. Ground School London offers many different courses for the up-and-coming pilot looking for a start in aviation. With prices starting at just £109, the sky's the limit. So for the ultimate flight simulator experience or engaging preparatory courses, including those for schools and colleges, check Check out the websites at www.london.flightexperience.co.uk and www.groundschoollondon.com or call on 020 300 40 616. NP Simulations. Fly your dreams. I'm almost out of breath. Yeah, I know. Maybe <laughs> you had to go run downstairs, make coffee, and goodness knows all. Well, I had to go in and see to Mima and Alfie. Oh, did you? Yes. Right. Okay. They were just begging for attention, I suppose. Yeah, well, Mima yeah. was, yeah. <laughs> She's so, honestly, for those of you who uh, might, we well, probably wouldn't have seen Mima, the, the, the cat, Matt's uh, cat. Because no. <laughs> I'm a big cat lover. And yes. she, she yeah. is, honestly, she's, um, she's, she's, she's the sort of cat that you would, you would see on the front of a, a card. Do you know yeah. what I mean? She's one of those sort of chocolate box she's such a cats. furry cat she's she got is. she's a real long-haired cat yeah. but she's as a cat lover she she's my number mm. two favorite as cat in the world oh right obviously yes. number one being poppy cat, well obviously of course, yes, of course. You know. absolutely but she's such a uh, lovely girl uh, uh, listen ladies and gentlemen we have a little bit of sad we do news. have some uh, sad news indeed, for everyone fact, yeah we've we've had to uh, uh say goodbye to nev for a little while he's been struggling bless him for a little while uh, and he sort of soldiered on, bless him, but uh, he's taken a little bit of a turn for the worst. So uh, he's got... In fact, look, there we go. Look, proof. Never's had to go and have a lie down. So, uh, mate, please get well soon. Um, it's, Poor uh, Nev. I know, he's, he's had a rough couple of weeks. Uh, You'll, you almost need that music. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mastermind. That's right. it, mastermind. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. So so yeah, get well soon, please, Nev. Uh, yeah, a lot we'll of love in the chat to, room for Nev. Yeah, we'll do we'll do our very best to uh, soldier on without you. So up next then it is uh the military segment as sent in to us, a story sent to us uh, uh, so blah, 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 sent to us this week yeah. by Armando. I know Armando's not here nope. and we're obviously Nev's not here, but me no, and Matt they're, they're dropping are still like gonna flies. soldier on. <laughs> <laughs> and do the military segment with the stories right. chosen by Armando. Okay. So, if you're ready, Matt. Yes, I am. Yep, yep. Let's go. Can't take Pilot Pip anywhere. He no, says, I like no. cats too, but I couldn't eat a whole one. <laughs> no, Pip's now banished from my Christmas card oh, list. Oh, right. Oh, dear. <laughs> anyway. So, the first story now, 
at the start of the show, at the beginning of the month, we normally, or just in the sort of second week of the month, we normally have our housework part of the show, yes. don't we? Where we yeah. do it, you know, tidy up all the things. Well, this story here, Matt, it's, it's um, kind of a, a, a thing of that the Air Force or the, oh, sorry, Boeing haven't done their, their sort of housework. Because, right. yet again, uh, the story here, the headline on the popularmechanics.com, yeah. Air Force stops deliveries of trash-filled KC-46 tankers yet again. What? So the discovery of more aircraft junk has spurred the Air Force to halt deliveries of for the second time in a month. The uh, discovery of more construction debris inside a KC-46A Pegasus aerial tanker has prompted the US Air Force to again halt delivery of the new aircraft. The Air Force found foreign object debris, or as we all know in the pilot profession, uh, FOD, inside the aircraft delivered by Boeing uh, that it believes could present a safety issue during flight. Uh, according to the Air Force Times, the service stopped accepting planes on March the 23rd after finding construction debris inside a closed-up section of uh, one of the aircraft. This follows a similar stoppage on March the 1st that was triggered by debris uh, discovered in several aircraft, including loose tools, unwanted materials, and the Air Force is concerned that such junk banging around inside aircraft uh, during flight could cause damage, particularly to the aircraft's electrical systems, threatening the safety of the aircraft and crew. This newest round of debris was reportedly found in a section of the aircraft closed up during the manufacturing process. Some of the debris, such as aluminium shavings, um, seems rather minor but could work their way deep into the aircraft. It's also indicative of a sloppy attitude towards the aircraft during the construction process that is not exactly reassuring. The first delivery halt was prompted by a detection of debris in 10 aircraft. Outgoing Air Force Secretary Heather Wilson has described the situation as a breakdown in manufacturing discipline. Boeing has reportedly taken further steps to correct the situation, including more inspections for training and employees of the aircraft assembly line. The Air Force plans to buy 179 KC-46A Pegasus tankers to replace the aging KC-135 Strato tankers that first entered service in the 1950s. The first KC-46A was delivered in January 2019 after a two-year delay and a $3 billion cost overrun paid for by the company Boeing, uh, which has delivered seven aircraft so far. Now, Matt, it's safe to say that when you're doing any kind of minor DIY work to your yeah. vehicle, um, uh, yes. it, it's safe to say that uh, before Wait. you put the bonnet down... Uh, Check to make sure that you, you haven't, haven't left a spanner somewhere near your yes. battery terminal so you don't set fire to your car and... Yes, all that kind of thing. It's pretty serious. Yeah, you I know, you know I agree. When, yeah. you're buy, when you're paying, I mean, you buy a car and it's, you know, thousands of pounds. I mean, you're buying a jet that's millions. Yeah, I mean, you, you quite often get scenarios perhaps where, you know, if it, when you buy, um, do you remember like the offers you'd get from petrol stations where, you know, you would buy five litres of oil and get a free screwdriver set, you know. I <laughs> yeah, mean, but maybe, it's not in the oil. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> I, see, I see what the issue is there, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> 
Yeah, a bit behind. worrying there. Bit yeah, a little there. bit. Yeah. Hopefully anyway. they'll um, replace their hoovers. Uh, right. And uh, dustpan other, brushes. Other, um, you know, uh, brands are available, of course. Vacuum cleaner, I think you mean. Vacuum cleaner. Uh, anyway, Flight Global is the next story uh, where we find that. And uh, the headline is the Republic of Korea Air Force, the R-O-K-A-F, has received its first pair of Lockheed Martin F-35As in South Korea. So Seoul's Defence Acquisition Programme Administration, uh, the DAPA, uh, as it's written here, confirms that the two aircraft arrived on the 29th of March, landing uh, at the Seoul's airbase on the 14th... Uh, sorry, the at 2 p.m. local time. So far, the Korean Air Force has received six F-35As, which have been serving at the Types uh, Training Center at Luke AFB, Arizona. Uh, Dapper indicates that deliveries for Seoul's 40 aircraft order will run into 2021, with eight more to fly to South Korea in 2019. The two jets bear the registrations 18005 and 18006. A video on local media shows the two F-35 A's flying in formation with five other uh, ROKAF types, uh, the McDonnell Douglas F-4, Korea Aerospace Industries T-50, Boeing's F-15K and Lockheed Martin's F-16 and uh, Northrop's F-5. The delivery sees South Korea become the third Asia-Pacific nation to receive the type in country after Japan and Australia. The F-35A won Seoul's FX-3 fighter program competition in 2014 beating an advanced version of boeing's f-15s dubbed the silent eagle as well as the eurofighter typhoon offsets related to the f-35a are helping to develop south korea's indigenous fighter the kfx well considering their price tag of just under 19 million dollars nobody pays the list price <laughs> <laughs> they uh they have obviously got some money to spend. Uh, these uh, these Koreans, that's for sure. Well, but, I mean, uh, <laughs> I mean, the security of one's nation is. Um, uh, can you put a price on it? I suppose that's no. that's the argument. It's uh, and fingers crossed. I haven't seen the actual list yet. Of um, they're not up, they've only updated a small part of it for Riyadh this year, but um, um, I think there are going to be some of these at Riyadh this year is for us right? to have a look yeah. around. Have a good snack around. Good, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And don't forget, for those of you who are listening to the show, uh, we uh, we're all hoping, or we are all hoping, to be in attendance attendance to react this year mm. and uh, i think we're aiming for the saturday yeah. that me matt and nev will be there so if you're heading off to Ria, well mm. come and come and see us we'll be see wandering you, around absolutely. Yeah. so moving on to the next story and this one is on the russian uh Ru- russavian side rush russian, russian aviation insider, insider. aviation yeah. insider yeah dot com yeah. and uh, uh this is quite actually matt you put the picture on the screen this is uh this looks like an aircraft that I've seen before, but this is a Russian version. So uh, the headline, Russian Light Turboprop Aleutian 112 Victor Transport Makes Its Maiden Flight. The Aleutian 112V prototype of the new Russian lightweight turboprop military transport aircraft has made its first flight from the airfield of the Voronezhk aircraft manufacturing company Vaso, which is part of the UAC Transport Aviation Division. On March the 30th, the transporter flew around 40 minutes, performing a flight that took place in normal mode, UAC reports. Apart from the fact that the Aleutian 112V is intended to replace the country's fleet of aging Antonov AN-26 military transport aircraft, the Russian Air Force, the project is also an important and indicative for at least a two additional reasons. Firstly, this is the Russian 
aviation industry's first foray into the creation of its own significant turboprop aircraft. Historically, the creation of such a light turboprop transport aircraft in the former Soviet Union was the responsibility of Antonov, a Ukrainian company. That's, uh, that is why the UAC is now emphasizing that the construction of the new IL-112V requires only Russian-made parts and assemblies. Secondly, successful work on the aircraft is key to the creation of a modernized uh, IL-114-300 uh, passenger turboprop since the latter is using the civil modification of the TV-7 or the 117CT turboprop engines developed by the ODK Kimov Enterprise. Uh, the TV-7-117CT um, will become the standard power plant of the new passenger aircraft that will replace the Antonov AN-24 in the fleets of a number of commercial airlines. Beside, a number of Russian commercial carriers have already expressed interest in the civilian version of the IL-112, the ramp aircraft. Uh, Dennis Mantrov, Russia's Minister of Industry Trade, says that the estimate indicates the need for some 100 of these particular aircraft. Undoubtedly, the project creation process has been spread over an extraordinarily long time, with the initial development of the IL-112 launched in the early 1990s. Wow, that is a long program. Nearly 30 years ago, uh, then in the spring of 2004, more than a decade after plans were instigated, the project won a tender from the Russian military department at the time it was expected that the IL-112V would make its first flight in 2006. But for various reasons, the project was put on ice and resumed in uh, 2013. Now, it's safe to say that um, it's certainly the Russians could um, probably benefit with um, modernizing some of their fleet of aircraft mm. they use because they do use some quite old military aircraft, right. the Russians. Okay. But, uh, yeah, this, this has... For me, it looks very similar to a, another particular aircraft manufacturer's twin-engined um, turboprop aircraft. I don't, I'm trying to think of the name of it now, and I can't think of it now. My mind yeah. has just gone blank. I'm sure it, Mr. Warner in the chat room will probably uh, yeah. pick up. I mean, it certainly looks, it looks like, like it would carry quite a substantial amount of stuff. Uh, Neil Lamborn says it looks like a fat C-27. Yeah, um, I don't know. It, it, it's, it just looks like another aircraft that I've seen. Mm. I can't, to the life of me, remember the name of the uh, aircraft. But Mr. Warner, you'll know. He's in the chat room. <laughs> he's just having a he's having a moan at the minute about Farnborough. They're all having a moan at the minute oh, about they, Farnborough oh, in the right, chat room. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, well, I, I think you know. <laughs> Learned a lesson. Really. I think these aircraft, you know what, Matt? I think these aircraft look great in the uh, pre painted green. Yes, absolutely. I mean, the only issue there, I suppose, if it's going to be a military transporter, the fact that it's going to probably stand out quite a lot may not be what the what, what is hoped, shall we say. <laughs> Actually, uh, Jonathan Warner says it looks like an ATR 72. Oh. Kind, of a, kind of an overweight. ATR seventy two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think yeah. still carrying some holiday weight. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Tony S says you better be combining Riat with Duxford. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's oh, a lot yeah, of, of course, yeah, yeah. We're off to quite we're off to yeah. a lot of air shows this year. Actually. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, actually, um, now that we sort of come to the end of the, the military section, it's probably worth mentioning that the the uh, the, the meet up again. Um, are we having a meetup? Yes, we are. So yes, we are having a big meetup this year. Yes. Our first one yep. of 2019, yeah. And uh, it's going to happen on the 12th of May this yep. year. Yeah, so it's a PT, PT UK PSP 
uh, APG, APG, whoever. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Just we're, a community meetup. Yeah, just a really. community meetup. Yeah. Basically, so we're meeting at Duxford on the twelfth of May. Uh, we sort of said about any time from. I think the place actually opens at ten. Mm. So sort of any time from ten, really. I think we're planning to get there for then. Um, and uh, yeah, it's uh, anybody who who doesn't know where it is. I'm sure you do. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, I started talking and then forgot uh, to change camera. So yes, so it is the Peter UK meetup on the 12th of May at Duxford. Uh, those of you who don't know, the postcode for it is Charlie uh, Bravo 22 for Quebec Romeo. So it's. Uh, uh, that that is the postcode there, but as I say, if we get on the M11, it's brown signed when you get near Cambridge. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, so uh, so hopefully yeah. for those of you who watch the show and may be able to uh, pop down for the day to see us, yeah, it absolutely. would be really, really, really awesome. Um, for those of you who live across the globe, if you flew in, that would be totally right, amazing. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, um, obviously, I don't think you'll get. A, I don't think you'll get a seven three in there. No, no, I mean, no. they're, they're, but, well, I don't uh, know. It's quite a fairly big yeah. number. Um, but it re- really would be great to yeah. see some of you listeners there on the day uh, to come and have a, a walk round Duxford. Absolutely. If you haven't us. been, it's amazing. Um, because I find, I mean, I've been to Duxford a number of times, Matt, in my in my life, and I yeah. find that every time I go there, I see something different that I haven't seen things, before. Yeah, it's, it's going to be. Yeah, and there are always things that have been there for like a million yeah. years. Yeah, absolutely. Um, in fact, actually, last time I went, I stumbled across. Um, there's a there's a sort of like a reenactment of uh one one of the one of the things going on during the, like the bit battle of britain sort of flights and stuff and what was going on uh, in that little control room there it's uh it's mm. uh if you don't find that it's, it's yeah because it's not really for those of you who may not have been to ducks but it's not just 100 percent all about the aircraft on the no. uh, on the display in the hangars and stuff there are also like mm. the they have a like a like matt said like a recreation of the war rooms mm. uh, which is a yeah. really good part of the museum Absolutely. to walk around and look at and it's it's set up exactly how it would have been set up during the yeah. second world war with Absolutely. all the original tables with with yeah. all the markers and stuff mm. showing where the um, i think one of the best other, and i certainly i'm sure i'm not speaking out of turn i don't know if dr steph is still in the chat room here but one of the things that she really loved about it i think was um because it's very much a base of restoration as well uh so there are a couple of what i call active hangers where people are you're right there You've got a thought. Oh dear! Ouch! Actually, no. Pips just give me an idea. Oh, has he? Oh, no, right. I mean, not very often that will happen. Of course, but <laughs> How rude! Uh, but, <laughs> Much love, Pips. Uh, yeah, Much love. It, yeah, one of the most amazing things about it is it's because it's very much an active. Um, Airfield and of course restorations and in fact the the Sally B is there being yeah. or um, Memphis Bell depending yeah. on which side. Well, yeah, well it is officially the Sally it. B, isn't it? Yeah, uh, and of course that's there having its engine that its annual sort of mm. like uh, thing. And I know from when we were there, it's having um, a couple of its engines mm. uh, stripped down and, and and rebuilt and stuff. So and I also mean, it's don't forget to watch. Duxford. Not only is it in the museum, obviously for display aircraft, Duxford also has the maintenance hangars where they restore and service all these old vintage yeah, well, and that's where we that's where we were having yeah. a jolly good wander around and actually. you can go in there and watch yeah. and, which is really interesting to see yeah, those guys absolutely. you know and i'll working. tell you what if you ever i'll tell you if you ever get the opportunity i cannot recommend this highly enough if you can ever get adam spink to come with you <laughs> oh my goodness me it was it was genuinely and i mean this and i mean this in the most amazing way uh, it was having. It was, do you remember like the, the Encyclopedia Britannica? You know, or well, actually, uh, what was it I, called? Encarta. Do you remember that? It was like literally you could sort of you could ask a question about something that was at Duxford, and he would be able to. It was just the right amount of information for, especially for a muppet like me, uh, to be able to absorb. It was, I, oh, I was going to say, yeah. it's for you and for you and Doctor Steph. It probably was like you know when you go on those those big red bus tours and you get the headphones and you yep, plug it in. It no, tells no, 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 no. 
no, no. It was far better than that. <laughs> well, it was with a bit so more interest. More yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was just like, but it was tailored to to the actual question yeah. that I asked rather than generic information. So seriously, I know not many of you will get that opportunity, but oh my goodness me, yes. So again, that date is the twelfth of May. Yep. That's the twelfth of May. Sunday, the twelfth of Sunday. May. Yep. And uh, yeah, if you want to, if you're going to join us on the day, if, it would be uh, awesome if you could Lee, drop us Lee, an email. Lee, Lee, who was also there, said actually Adam Spink was better than Alexa. Oh, just like, <laughs> you know, well, just like that's, that's easily done. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, we had a great day actually uh, yeah. there. So, and we're going to again on Sunday, the uh, Sunday, the twelfth of May. So please join us if yeah, you pop can. us an email. Let us know yep. you're going to be there. It'd be yeah. nice to have a kind of. Uh, a guest list of yeah. who's going. This isn't going to work actually, because I, I meant to mention this last week, but I actually, I'm I'm going to be at Heathrow on Sunday, uh, plane spotting. So if anybody is at Heathrow oh, on Sunday, okay. uh, that'll only work for the live show because by the time this goes out, I'll, I'll already be there and sort of more okay. or less done. But well, like, in that case, yeah, I'll on Monday on yeah. Monday, which is the uh, uh, Monday, which is the eighth of April. Yeah. Uh, which is next Monday, I'll be in Birmingham for the day and the night. Oh, yes, of course. Yeah, so if any listeners are in listening in, yeah. in the Birmingham area, I'll, I will be at the Birmingham NEC uh, doing a, um, a display stand for a certain large telecommunications company here in the UK. Yeah. Um, so if uh, any of our listeners are in Birmingham and uh, near the NEC, drop us a line and uh, be good to have a meet up with some Absolutely. listeners. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Maybe go out for a curry. Have a, for a curry, yeah. yeah, 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 curry yeah. Or Just drop well, me a line. You don't really do curry, do you? But uh, I do. But uh, yeah, you know where you get the yeah. chilies on the pack that yeah. says how hot they are. Yeah, yeah. One's Rub enough. The, right, is it? One's right. enough. Okay. Yes. Anyway, that is where we need to bring the show to a close. Well, it's, just, it's been a long time since it's just been you and me, mate. I know. It's weird, isn't it? <laughs> I know. You it's like someone to do this every <laughs> week. Uh, like, I don't know how we used to do it. When it's like someone's removed me. part of our I know. body yeah, or something. Honestly. Yeah, oh, horrible. you know, poor, poor Nev. Look, there it is. Look, the chair is still the there. The chair is still there. There it is. Look, it just sat there. Mm. I know. Dun, dun, Very dun, sad. Dun. I don't know what to do. You are officially obsessed by that, aren't you? I know. Yeah. Just that chair, <laughs> that big black chair. Yeah, it's it's very sad. I, I don't know what to say. Uh, is there anything else we need to add? I can't, um, um, I can't remember. No, uh, apart from the fact, as Matt said earlier, we'll have uh, guest host Myla in the studio with us uh, next Friday, yeah, hopefully indeed. for that's, the that's show. That's what we're doing for. And uh, hopefully Nev will be back in full Nev mode. Next right. Week. Okay. So, yes, we, uh, we so live in hope, yeah, and hopefully Armando will be with us as well. Um, but, yeah, uh, definitely. If, yeah. And um, if so. Ma- Armando, if you're still listening or listening to this as an audio download later, mm. um, I hope your flying is going well and the weather has yeah, sorted itself. Absolutely. Out. Yeah. So that is where we are going to bring to a close in episode number two hundred and sixty-three of the show. I'm going to say a big thanks to everyone who has joined us in the live YouTube chat room this evening. All the family in there, as always, plus some some extra new faces. Oh. Oh, you had to do it, didn't you? I couldn't help myself. Oh, you had to do it. <laughs> it's very dramatic. Has this got a three-hour intro? Probably, yeah. <laughs> I wish that started mm. now. Oh. <laughs> okay. Before we get to our next by contestant. YouTube. Yeah, absolutely. There we go, anyway. Oh, we miss you, Nev. Yeah, Hope you're well. Get well soon, mate. Hopefully, he'll be back in fine fettle next week. So, as I said, you can find us on Facebook, Plain Talking UK. You can find us on Twitter, at Plain Talking UK. We're on Instagram as well. 
I forget what it is on there. Uh, Plain Talking UK. That's it, yeah. 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 You can find yeah. us on there. Basically, search us on social media for Plain Talking UK. That's the. And emailing the, the show, you can either do the email through yep. the website, which is www.plaintalkinguk.com. You can click yep. on the Contact Us tab, send us an email through there, or you can contact us a email podcast at plaintalkinguk.com. And if you want to contact Matt personally to tell him what a marvellous job he's done this <laughs> evening, you can email Matt at... Uh, Matt at M-A-T-T, as in, yeah, the two T's, please. Matt at plaintalkinguk.com. And where can they find me? Where's my email? I don't know. Carlos at... Are you Carlos or Carl? No, it's Carlos. No, it's Carlos. No, you did do. Yeah, Yeah, it's Carlos at Plain Talking UK. (laughs) And it's Nev at Plain Talking UK.com. And And seriously, Armando. Yeah, Armando is A. Oh, I'm going to try and spell it now. Go on. A R M A N D O. Because <laughs> I know I'll get it wrong. Yeah, so you can send anything Armando military uh, or whatever. Because as I say, Armando now puts together the, the the stories for the military. So if you stumble across anything there that you think would be great, then do ping it to uh, to him as Armando at plaintalkinguk.com. So that's it then, guys and girls. Have a fantastic weekend and a safe weekend, yep. whatever you're doing across the globe. Don't forget to watch out for us. Next Friday, so usual so time. So you're Birmingham on Monday. I'm Birmingham. Yeah. Birmingham. Any, on anywhere Monday. else exciting the rest of the week? Uh, no. Well, I'm in Birmingham Monday. I'm staying overnight in a hotel. <laughs> My Get new boss you. has very kindly put me up in a swanky hotel he? in Lovely. Birmingham. Very good. And yes. he's also paid for my meals as well. Very good. So well, that, ha- that is proper corporate entertainment. I'm having right, fillet yeah. steak. Okay. Um, right. <laughs> and if any guests want to join me, their meals will all... No, I better not do that. No. no that's not good. No, new no. boss and all that. Not, not in the first impressed. week, Carlos. But actually, <laughs> Honestly. on that note, I'm going to say, because I know Stuart will be watching. So, hello, Stuart, my boss. Ah, uh, hello, Stuart. Yes, and I'll see you Monday. And uh, that will see you Monday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, But, you know, hello to you. And, uh, yeah, I'll be there. And then the fo- during next week, I'll be um, just kind of in the warehouse doing warehousey uh, things. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, m- Monday, I'm actually day off. Uh, yes, because you're. Yes, yeah, you yeah, are, yeah. Yes, and yeah. then Tuesday, uh, I've got my CPC course. Oh, you've got your modules. Yeah, I got one Have of my modules. I got one of my modules on. Which one is it? Oh, I don't know. Oh, you just yeah. It's just not yeah. my department. I just I just get told what type. To Tony S will know what the CPC. Thing oh yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's compuls. No, what's it? Uh, compulsory no, it's rubbish. Certificate. No, it's certificate of professional competence. That's what it's called. <laughs> uh, that's not what the drivers I talk to call it. Right, okay. Mm. It's the word crap in it at all. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, come on, we need to wrap up. It's time yes. to finish, guys. Take so that's care. it then. From yeah. me, Carlos, here in the studio. Take care. Have yeah. a great weekend and goodbye. Yeah, we'll see you all next week. Take care. Bye. Goodbye.